right, man. So, uh, aside from this being the fight week of uh, probably the biggest combat sport event in history, we also discovered earlier this morning that John Jones allegedly um, tested positive for PEDs. So, is that is it real or what? What's the story behind that? I mean, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, the information comes from TMZ. Yeah. And it's so interesting how that's like a news source for these types of things now, you know, uh, it, I don't know. It's not reported yet that the, that what he failed for is exactly what he actually failed for. We do know that he definitely did fail the test. We just don't know if, it, if it's this Turinabal, uh, agent, you know, because it's like, uh, what what is it exactly? I, I didn't really have a lot of time to get prepared for uh, for the John Jones fiasco, but is, is it um, is it a steroid or is it some sort of diuretic or, or what's the sto- what's the deal with it? It's a steroid. Yeah, so it, apparently it is a steroid, but um, th- from the things I've listened to uh, and read, there was an article on Bloody Elbow, I think, uh, by Ian Kidd, and then today I was listening to Eugene talk about it since he has some. Uh, knowledge of uh, that type of supplementation from his past, um, <laughs> and uh, he'll be, he'll you know he's honest about that. He talks about it, and uh, he says it's trash. He's like, this is like a junk steroid. It doesn't really even do anything. He's like, pretty much the main reason that you use it, and this is also what the article said on Bloody Elbow, is that it's kind of a masking agent, which is weird because it's a steroid itself. But I guess that it. You know, they see that it's not as bad as other things that you could be using, perhaps. I don't know. It's weird. And and it, the thing that makes no sense is he passed his pre-fight. He didn't pass his post-fight. So why would he use, like, some shit steroid in the interim? But at the same time, he's John Jones, and we all know that he fucks up. And what a fucking- that sucks, you know? I mean, like, it's depressing, but... I don't know. So, you know, he, he failed for something. We just don't know what it is yet. TMZ saying it's this Torino ball. People are saying that's a trash uh, steroid. So, I don't know. What a bummer, man. Because it's funny because John Jones always gets caught, like, straight up. For whatever – I mean, I'm sure he's done a ton of shit that he's not got caught for. But he gets caught for weed. He gets caught for cocaine. He gets caught for running over a pregnant lady. He gets caught for PEDs. It's like, when is this guy going to fucking learn that you, he will always get caught? That's the thing that I, I just, the most important moment of his life, if this is true, that is, if, unless there's like some conspiracy out there to dethrone John Jones, which, you know, hey, that's possible, man, especially since he passed the pre-fight test, you know? It's fucking On amazing. that, I just, you know, I don't see the angle for like the conspiracy as like, I don't know, his team, you know, is saying like, oh, man, they're just out to get him. They want to ruin him. Uh, there's no upside to that, man. Like, no, you know, isn't. we're talking about WME that needs a shitload of money. They bought this company for billions of dollars and they want that money back. Oh, yeah. They don't want to bury this dude no. who's going to make the money, you know. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. So, all right. So he, was he officially stripped of his title? Because I saw like some headlines this morning. So he's still retaining Not, the title currently, as of right now. Right, because he hasn't been, you know, convicted or whatever you know okay. the the terminology is there. 
Because isn't don't they have like a B sample or something like that where they have to like there's like a this like a B sample like another like, totally yeah. yeah they should yeah absolutely and uh, I mean it's interesting I, it, if they messed up I mean I can't remember any time where a commission said whoops we made a mistake uh, we don't know what we're doing here because <laughs> it's the same thing as like the system yeah you know like they can't show that they're wrong at any point because then that puts a chink in the armor and people start questioning it and they want to have this like continual um you know like uh uh positive accountability you know like they don't want people to be able to say well hey that one time you fucked up yeah you did it again yeah it fucks with their credibility so they can't afford to be wrong definitely Yep. Okay, so right now John Jones is currently the champion. Okay. If he gets stripped, what does that make DC the champ again? Or or what's the story with that? That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's difficult, man, because like God, you know, DC just got like pummeled. Like, you know, he got like eight unanswered shots. He was knocked out. I I listened to an interview where he still has lost time. He suffered a concussion. He went to yeah. the doctor. He had a concussion. You know, no surprise there. That was no. brutal. No, that head kick uh, was was pretty brutal, man. Definitely. Yeah, the head kick yeah. and then the eight an- unanswered shots that were hard, hard shots. But that that shin to the head is probably that's that's definitely where the concussion. That's that was a fucking hard shot he took to the head, man. Definitely, oh, yeah. that was that, just that alone right there is, is like enough to put somebody out, man. And, I mean, and yeah. then that trip, it was like so just fucking deadly man you know but uh yeah so it's like all right so we're back to square one again in some ways with with the with the light heavyweight division where we have john jones is out you know and possibly going to be banished to some kind of suspension at some point maybe right i mean you get suspended if you violate the ped usage uh you know standards so what do they do? Do they create an interim title in the light heavyweight division? Man, like, I don't know. It's tough because here's the thing. If he gets convicted twice within the span of, of I think it's 15 months, not a year. If you remember from before, and I totally forgot until someone reminded me, they have a new incremental system. And the second time that you get busted, it's four years. Oh, wow. Damn. All right. Four so that's years. It. That's it. That's like, over. You can't. That's that's a pretty that that pretty much ends your career four years, I think, man. I don't know. I mean, in four years, four a lot can happen in four years. John, you have to go overseas and like you have to fight in Ryzen or something like that. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, which you know apparently they probably encourage uh, steroid use over there. And it would suck. You it know, would. I mean, like it already does suck. You know, like the performance that we saw from him was amazing. And, you know, even if he did take this steroid, you, you know, people are saying, well, it wouldn't, this is crap and it wouldn't do anything to improve his performance. Um, you know, and what we saw was, you know, a, 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 the John Jones that we're used to, you know, like, man, he was, he was on fire. I mean, out there. he, he actually, like the old John Jones. I, th- I think you look better than the old John Jones in a lot of ways. I mean, he was able to put DC away, man. And that, First time they met, it went the distance, you know? And, um, I mean, he looked explosive, you know? He's te- technically, he looked incredible. 
And uh, I think that was probably the best John Jones we've ever seen. Now, does any of it have to do with his PED use? That's a debatable point, but I, I mean, tech, technique-wise, like he looked great. I thought, you know, so it's it's a fucking drag that there's a possibility that this guy might be like suspended for the next four years. And I mean, that's probably what's going to happen then, right? If this shit gets you know fucking locked in, right? Yeah, I mean, that's four-year suspension is no joke. But the thing that sucks is, like, you know, aside from seeing the an amazing John Jones performance again, you know, the, probably the best MMA fighter that we've ever seen. Uh, I mean, he beat DC emphatically. So before we just had, you know, John out there as the specter who we knew beat DC and, and, and uh, DC knew that – John beat him, and, you know, it was yeah. like, you know, DC, amazing light heavyweight champion. Um, but now, after this beating, it's like, if they give the belt back to DC, it's even worse. It's like, oh, like, you, like, I, I have so much respect for DC, but it's like the specter just, like, grew into, like, the king of hell. Like, yeah. it used to just be, like, some lackey, and now it's, like, on the throne, it may not be in the picture, but it's still still there in the back of everyone's head. Well, the only thing – oh, first of all, DC isn't fighting anytime soon, man. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's, he's probably on medical suspension for quite a while, I imagine, after he I hope K- so. KO'd that way. So, I mean, maybe it's so fucked, man, because it's like – so what do you do? You have a you name another guy as, as interim champ. You you make DC the legit champ, or I would like to see them do some kind of tournament to get. I mean, I'm not saying guys fight multiple times in one night, but I mean, some kind of as tour- awesome as that be. Well, you know, hey, didn't the fucking Pride used to do that shit? You know, actually, one of the craziest things is Glory had had um they had championship tournaments, even kickboxing multiple times a night is fucking crazy man like yeah man, grand prix shit's yeah, crazy it's insane right but, yeah you know k1 did that shit but um yep. they should have what would make sense would be to have some kind of like light heavyweight tournament with some of the top guys and do it like bracket it up like like uh like a tournament basically you know have dudes move up through the tier system and then that's how I, that's i think it's fair to do that in lieu of john jones being being available to you know, legitimately be a champion, you know? I mean, maybe deep, maybe maybe Volkan Ozdemir, you know, I don't know. I mean, that dude is so young to the to the division, you know, and he just KO'd Jimmy Mano a proper, man. But, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Starched him. Yeah. But, uh, and, but DC's beat everyone else. Everyone else in the division pretty much cleaned out the division. The, the only guy. The division's so weak. Yeah, yeah. The only guy he's ever lost to in his entire career has been John Jones. So fucking fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, it does irreparable damage to the division. It's terrible. And, 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 you know, I think that they would have to do an interim belt between probably Ozdemir and Gustafson, and then they would fight DC, and then that would be the champion, depending on what happens with John, you know? Fuck, man. I mean... Yeah, I have to look at the schedule and see what, what light heavyweight bouts are even coming up because Ozdemir just fought a couple weeks ago, you know. But it was he came out of that. Yeah, he came out unscathed. unscathed. Yeah, unscathed. Yeah, that's true. That shit was like that guy came out of nowhere too, man. Yeah. 
I didn't even heard of him prior to this. Like, this is like, what, his second or third fight in the UFC? Yeah, I mean, I remember when he fought against OSP, and yeah. it was obvious he was a blown-up middleweight, and he, like, gassed. And I was like, whoa, that was ugly. And I didn't think much of him, you know, and then all of a sudden he comes back as a light heavyweight again, and I'm like, what? Yeah, well, if you're and knocking... smokes, man, a what? If, if you're knocking dudes out in, like, 30 seconds, you don't need to have good cardio, I guess, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's fucked up. There's no real direction as to what's going on with this uh, with the light heavyweights. And uh, the whole thing is this fucking one big drag. And it sucks because I was gearing up to get get on, get on the John Jones train and back him yeah. as the greatest ever. I was stoked. I mean, hell yeah, man. He really I, – I was like, how can – I can't argue it. You know, he's just – he has beaten everyone. Yeah. You know, his, he's a, uh, his own worst enemy. You know, yeah, it's just too too bad that's such an incredible Even in talent. Loss. <laughs> yeah, dude, in like such an incredible talent, you know. But uh, so in a matter of days, this whole fiasco is going to be over with uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. And um, I don't know. It's funny because ever since that Pauli Malignaggi clip went up. All these people are starting to think that McGregor is has some, you know, outside chance of winning this fight. So, you know, there's been a lot of media out there. There's been, you know, I've been reading a lot of things. Um, you know, other podcasts have been putting their opinion out there. And uh, so, what do you think of all this stuff, Andrew? I mean, I think that the Malinaji thing is. Uh it just shows, like, regardless of what I think of Connor as, like, a consummate paper champ. I mean, I don't know if it's fair to say paper champ. I don't know what to call him. Paper weight champ? Because, like, yeah, he wins the belt, he beats someone, and then he just, like, pieces out. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, real quick to go back to MMA, you know, we're talking about uh, an, an interim belt. And it's like the UFC makes an interim belt for, like, anything these days, it seems. And they're going to make an interim belt with uh, Kevin Lee versus Tony Ferguson. Exactly. I mean, Ferguson deserves a shot. You know, he should just be fighting McGregor. But they're like, we don't know if that's going to happen because we don't know if McGregor's actually going to come back. So instead of him tying it up, we're just going to make an interim belt. And it's like, he did it again. You know, he never defends a belt. Nope. And this motherfucker is bringing all five of his belts with him to the boxing fight. All five of his MMA belts. Five belts that he's never defended never any of them the cage the cage warriors ones the yeah. ufc ones it's like god damn yeah it's fucking crazy man and but uh, he with this malinaji thing you know regardless of what how much i think that's a piece of shit move and not a real champion move it's like he uh he's smart he, he releases this video where it's a push down he's pushing down on his head and uh it's not a, it's not a knockdown and then the guy gets pissed. And in Vegas, they're already making bets. They're already taking in odds on Malinaji versus McGregor. I mean, this guy, you know, it's he knew that that was going to happen. He knew Malinaji was going to get pissed. And he knew that he could have another boxing match in the future versus this guy. You know, it's like. Maybe. I mean, like, if he gets beat on Saturday, I don't think there's any more boxing in his future, honestly. You know what I mean? As much as like as much shit talking as goes on, but the thing that a lot of people are fan. All right, a couple things here with this. It's like that film, right? That little video clip. 
It's like the fucking Bigfoot, uh, you know, video like back in the day where some dude in a, in a hairy suit walks out and you're like, is it Bigfoot or is it not Bigfoot? You know, it's like inconclusive. You know what I mean? It looks fucking fake. The whole thing, the whole fucking that little bullshit thing. And if you know the the fucking story behind Malinaji showing up for, to camp, number one, he's another reti- retired boxer. He's retired. He's a fucking commentator on Showtime. So he's not in the gym putting in hard rounds, putting in hard work any at all. He's probably training here and there, you know, hitting the bag, you know, doing maybe doing a little bit of running, whatever. And like apparently he his purpose in this in this training camp was to get beat up by Conor McGregor. That was like apparently why they called him in because he went all 12 rounds with Conor. And for anyone out there who doesn't train any kind of, like, combat sport, when you're getting a fighter ready, like, that dude's doing, he's, like, doing a shark tank where you say if you're doing 12 rounds, right, you get fresh guys in, like, every three rounds or every four rounds. So you might have, like, four fresh guys in, like, in your 12-round fight. So at the end, when you're tired, you get a brand-new guy in there who's going to do work on you. So that's kind of, like the age-old approach to training for a fight, okay? You never have one guy do the entire 12 rounds. That's, that never fucking happens, all right? So they, they, they bring this fucking chill, <laughs> this guy who's, like, out of shape. They bring him in here to bust him up so they can take this video and, quote-unquote, leak it to the public to create some sort of buzz. Now, today, I was listening to Ariel Helwani's uh, podcast, The MMA Hour, they had that guy John Cavanaugh on there, and that's basically what he fucking said. He's like, "We brought Paulie in to try out some of our our concepts, and they seem to work." All right, why don't you bring in a guy who's fucking in shape, who's like in the prime, he's a prim- in the prime of his fucking career, and then you can make those statements about your concepts and your game plans and all your bullshit working. And it's just like. I don't know. This shit's infuriating, man. Because you know, you generally don't release sparring footage, man. That's just like, um, you know, it, it's it's like this sort of unspoken rule. Like you kind of keep that stuff in the gym, you know. Totally. Yeah, I just think it's bullshit, man. It fucking pisses me off about you know it's the whole approach to that thing. But now the Malinaji thing, there's like this edited. What is it like twenty seconds long? This clip. It's all edited. It's less. Yeah, I think it's or, less. Yeah, and like okay, yeah. Malnaji hits the canvas. You know, it's unclear as to how, what mechanism caused him to fall, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it looks like a pull down. It looks like a push, maybe, you know. But it's the, it's so, I would like, you know, let's see the whole 12 rounds. You know, maybe Malnaji was fucking doing work on him for like, like six rounds. Like, who knows, you know. And then Malnaji gasses in the later rounds because the dude's out of shape. I mean, it's all speculation at this point, but none of that footage gets released because, I don't know. It's just such a smokescreen, man. You know? Yeah. I think that he even said something like, you know, he got off the plane and pretty much went into the ring. Yeah, totally. He got off the plane, jet lagged and tired and fucking completely out of shape and just rolled up and and fought, you know, fought 12 rounds. That's brutal, dude. That's so brutal. Yeah. So there's a lot of underhanded shit. And like, you know, these fucking guys at his gym there, this is the thing that kills me, too, is, man. It's like, yeah, McGregor, look, I'm not a fan, 
That's pretty clear. However, I do think that he is a very special athlete, Conor McGregor. But I, you know, I don't think he's the greatest ever. I don't even think he's close to that. I think that he's a calculated celebrity in the combat sports world. Okay? With that said, he carries the entire gym. Like all of these guys with the, uh, John Cavanaugh, with the Roddy McDowell, or the fucking guy's name is, the other, the, his quote unquote boxing coach, Derek Roddy, or whatever his name is. He's ah, like, I can't remember his name, man. The guy, Roddy, <laughs> I don't know, Tom Roddy, whatever, that guy. They don't have it. Who the fuck else have they trained? Nobody. There's nobody in their gym besides Conor McGregor who has any success in mixed martial arts on the level that we're, we're, we're discussing right now. They may, maybe they have some amateurs out there that are, that are doing well in the amateur circuit or the local European regional circuit, but not elite-level training, not elite-level fighting. And I don't know. It's like that. even the coaching staff there is a fucking smokescreen, if you ask me, man. It's like if it wasn't for Conor McGregor, nobody would know who the hell um, John Kavanaugh or the, the other guy is. You know what I mean? They would have no fucking profile at all. Yeah. You know, so this, like, award-winning, you know, dream team is coming up with this this game plan to defeat Floyd Mayweather 49-0 and 0 in boxing, right? In a boxing match. It's insane. It's insanity that anyone is believing this shit. I mean, I guess we're all going to find out on Saturday. I mean, I'm going to find out Sunday because I'm not watching the fight, but, like, you know, I guess it'll be settled eventually on Saturday night for everybody. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people are really making up some amazing things. Like, I, you know, I I, <laughs> I saw, you know, on your Facebook, uh, this, this guy was saying, uh, oh, Mayweather has a weak chin. Huh. You ever seen him get knocked He's out by anybody? He's 49 and zero. He's been knocked down... Once, though technically twice, only once was it counted uh, in those 49 fights. So let's just say he's been knocked down twice. He's won 49 times out of those 49 fights, been knocked down twice. What evidence do you have to say that he has a weak chin? People are just making shit up. It's like very, it's like Trumpian. Yeah, you know, they're out there like, oh, this and McGregor is going to do this and that. And, and this is what is going on. Oh, Mayweather, he's actually the worst. And it's like, what? Like, are you, like, what are you, you're not basing anything that you were saying off of logic yeah. or fact. You're basing it off of uh, a want. It's you know, all emotional. Like a, of a, a need to have something to prop up something that isn't there. Yeah, it's all emotion, definitely. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, hey, I, anything can happen, I guess, but... You know, based on analytical sort of abilities and just logic, if you look at the track where a guy with a zero and zero record and a guy with a forty nine and zero record, it's like I, I can't see how anyone could bet against Floyd Mayweather. You know, and um, Mayweather has more output. He has more ring experience. Obviously, I mean, obviously, he has way more boxing experience. Yeah. But then look at McGregor in a 25-minute fight against uh, Nick Diaz. Dude was exhausted. Yeah. In, that thir- in that second fight, he was exhausted. 
And I think that he's going to get tired in this because it's not just, you know, having good cardio, but dude, the, the, the footwork, the body work that Mayweather is going to get on him, like, uh, like just the overall barrage. I think that even uh, Mayweather, you know, being a quote unquote safe fighter, I, I think that he is going to do a lot more than people expect. Well, you know, Mayweather's whole career is based around not getting hit. Okay, so all of his success is defend be the you know the best defensive boxer of all time. McGregor gets touched by MMA boxers. You know, Nate Diaz was in the first Nate Diaz fight. McGregor was going to get knocked out, and they shot a takedown. Okay, you know, I think that McGregor is hittable for sure. I think that the only chance he has in winning this is he's not going to ever outbox Floyd Mayweather so the only thing he has is trying to connect with his jaw to knock him out so you're fighting against the greatest tactician and defensive boxer of all time and you're trying to knock him out for the first few rounds of this fight and when you shoot a you know you throw you throw a punch and you miss it's actually way more physically taxing than if you connect with somebody. So he's going to be like, and then also it fucks with your confidence. Like when you start, when you start, you know, throwing, throwing punches and they're not connecting and the dude's gone, it fucks with your whole, your whole like fucking mental attitude about the fight. You know, you start getting your, your confidence level starts sinking because you can't put your hands on this guy. And that's like, um, so his, you know, similar to Nate Diaz, he had to fucking put Nate away in the beginning rounds, and then he just drowned. I think he gave up basically, you know. So I just don't see a way out for this guy. You know, I don't see him winning. I actually, what what is your prediction of this thing? You think it's going to go twelve rounds or stoppage or what? I think that it's tough to say. I think I think Mayweather can stop him. I think that's another reason why Mayweather wanted lighter gloves. People are asking, oh, why lighter, why lighter gloves? I mean, that, that benefits McGregor. He's used to, you know, the MMA size gloves. Like, uh, you know, May- Mayweather used this size in, in a lot of his career too. And actually, I didn't check, but Mayweather has 26 KO, TKOs. And uh, perhaps this was the glove size when he was really doing that work, you know? True. Um, man, I... I I think that Mayweather will stop him, could stop him, but it probably won't be until later from accumulative damage. But, um, uh, you know, again, like, yeah, you know, McGregor, I imagine throwing over committing perhaps on a punch. Um, maybe because of that, you know, he ends up with his uh, shoulders over his feet. And then, you know, Mayweather is going to be able to pop off like a three punch combo you know, on him. I just see something like that probably happening. Yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen these? I'm like, is McGregor has to be trolling everybody. Have you seen the videos of him hitting a heavy bag and his footwork videos? No, I haven't seen any of that. I saw like the, uh, the open workout and I was kind of unimpressed by that. Really? It's crazy. What's it? It's like footwork drills, like some sort of Ito portal like shit. Is that what it is? Is that the guy? Yeah. It's like, I've seen like four-year-old breakdancing troops with better footwork. Maybe he is, man. I mean, he's like the master of illusions, man. You know, so maybe this is, 
you know, part of like the whole thing. Cause I mean, even Floyd is doing some mental like warfare in a more subtle way, you know, where I, I, I saw an interview with Floyd and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm 40 years old. And like, you know, it's like, I can't train as hard. You know, I have to, I have to, you know, maybe I don't train every day. Like I have to like, you know, like take a couple days off here and there. Dude, fucking guy took off his shirt and he's like in like impeccable shape, dude. That guy is not taking days off. That dude is doing exactly what he's done his whole career. I don't give a fuck if he's 40. The guy looks amazing, you know? So I think there's like, there's that shit, you know what I mean? There's like on his end, it's not like the, you know, I'm like a world beater, but he's just like, yeah, man, you know, I'm kind of taking it easy, you know? I'm an old man, you know, I'm not training as hard. Right. You know, he's kind of putting that that energy out there, you know. And, uh, you know, McGregor's whole, like, trip of, like, oh, yeah, you know, check out all this, like, footwork I'm doing. It's, like, I mean, I get I get the idea of boxing as being one particular system of striking. And then, like, there's another, you know, McGregor, I guess, is claiming that he has another style of striking, another system in place that employs different types of footwork and, you know, creativity and things like that. But the reason that boxing works for the last several hundred years is because it works. You know what I mean? Like the movement patterns, you know, the guard, the head movement, the types of strikes are thrown from that particular stance. It works. You know, it's not like somebody standing in like a karate stance and trying to pop off like one, two, threes. You know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. A, just wait till you see how that works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in like some kind of you know taekwondo stance, like with your hands down and you're you know sideways and shit like that, you know that's great for for throwing side kicks and like spinning you know techniques like that. But it's like try to throw a hook. Yeah, you try to throw a a, a, a well, he's a southpaw, so like a right, left. So hook. try to throw a non-lead hook. Yeah, yeah. A non-lead hook. You can't do it, you know. And I just think that like that's it's like a fantasy world. But also, I mean, hey. I, I believe 100. I believe that Conor McGregor 150 percent believes he's going to win that fight on Saturday night, and more power to him, man. But like, you know, I, I um, you know, there's a lot of things I, I I believe that aren't true. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I I really believe that one day I was going to you know be president of the United States when I was seven years old. You know, and and I, I that didn't happen for me. You know, so um. Sometimes belief is not enough. And, hey, he accomplished a lot by believing in himself, and I give him that for sure, you know. But, like, I think this time he's, like, definitely out of his lane, man, you know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, you make a great point. Like, uh, before we talked, I read this uh, article that said that there was going to be some, like, planetary event where we're going to have 15 days of darkness in November. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I was like, well, I, you know, then I believed it immediately. I was like, I don't know why, because it was so cool. It's so fantastical. It? Yeah. So then I looked it up and it wasn't true. You know, I think that, you know, upon this further inspection, M- McGregor is going to find out that it's probably not true that he can beat Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I mean. Or box. You know, that's the thing is like, how is that going to, how is that going to work? Because he, he doesn't even have to beat Mayweather. What he really has to do is he has to prove that he can box at least enough so they can do this Malinaji fight. You know, you know that's a good it's point. Like that's a good point. Like, 
he might, you know, that might be the end game for him is like, yeah, man, I got to be convincing enough that I can hang, you know? I mean, dude, honestly, it's like the fact that this even got sanctioned, that he even got a boxing license with no professional fights to fight a fucking former world champion. I mean, Dana White must have handed somebody an envelope of money or something to do this shit. They came out and they said why. They said that they, the commission, the reason that they gave him the boxing license was because of the DS fights. He got choked out in one, and he won, like, a, uh, not even a unanimous decision. It was like one guy scored it a draw, one guy scored it a win, and one guy scored it a win for Nate. So... Or or something or the or two guys scored a win for him and one guy scored a draw. So it's like, I, I you know I heard that too, but I, I thought that was complete fucking bullshit, man. Too, you know I don't know. Hey, if somebody gives me a fucking license to box, I'll go and try to box Floyd for five fifty million, five hundred million, or whatever the fuck they're making. Totally, dude. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go in there. I look like a fool, but fuck it, man. Why not? You know. Maybe I can do that someday. Maybe both of us can fight Floyd Mayweather at some point. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, shit, man. You know, but, you know, this actually brings up something else, too, is he, uh, you know, he, he just has to convince everyone else. And that's always what he's done through his own persona is, and that's how he has, like, all these, like, rabid followers is he's convinced a whole massive swath of people to not only that he believes in himself, but people to believe in him. Like he believes in himself. I know, man. And, and, um, but I don't, I think that, all right, I'm going to revise what I said earlier about his self-belief. I think that if he truly believed that he was going to win, he wouldn't need to release the footage with Malinaji. He wouldn't have to like, have someone paint a picture of him in the gym of him knocking Floyd Mayweather out. There's like a painting in, in they painted this wall in that gym that he goes to with uh, of him delivering his left hand to Floyd Mayweather's jaw. I think that a guy who truly believes in himself wouldn't have to like continually put this media out there extolling all of this like his his virtues as a, as like a, a combatant you know what i mean so i don't know man i never thought this would happen honestly i remember when there were like a couple of years ago and there was the rumblings of this thing that might surface someday i'm like this is never gonna happen you know never gonna happen yeah the one thing i have to say is this is consistent with the way that he does things though if you think about it it's like in mma I don't give a fuck what anyone says about his, like, victories or whatever, but it's like he skipped a lot of people to get to all of his titles, even in the, even in the featherweight division, you know what I mean? Off of his win, off of uh, old man Seaver, he gets to fight um, for the championship, or I think he fought Chad. Wait, Chad Mendez, yeah, that's right. It, right off of beating Seaver, he fought, he was supposed to fight Aldo, right? So old man Seaver f- gets beat up, Jose Aldo, though a great champion, you can also make the argument that he might have been in his declining years. You know, he's been around for a long time. He's been fighting. His post-championship, you know, reign, you know, some of the younger guys, you know, Max Holloway did a great job of, of defeating him, you know. He's not at the, in the prime of his career. 
let's say that. And that's a kind way, I guess, of putting it, is that Jose Aldo was not in the prime of his career for the last couple of years, okay? Eddie Alvarez has had two he was He's been fighting forever. He has had two successful career runs for championships, first in Bellator and now, well, this more recently in the UFC. Alvarez... I, I, I see him, though he's, I think he's a great fighter, he is a little shop-worn, man. He's been through a lot of battles. His entry into the UFC was a little rough at first, you know? And then he found himself fighting Rafael Dos Anjos, and I think he might have been the underdog in that fight, and he, he beat him, you know? So it's the alignment of all of these, all of these events and all of these sort of, of like pinpointed accuracy of happenings and occurrences that McGregor was able to capitalize to be successful. You know, in the, in the featherweight division, he never fought. He didn't fight a full fight camp in shape Chad Mendez, and he did not fight Frankie Edgar, you know, which are guys that, you know, I think... I think a full camp Mendez would have just would have ate McGregor's lunch. I think that... I mean, imagine him fighting, you know, or Frankie Edgar. Or Frankie, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, since... Just based on, on Mendez's performance with him in that fight, he was taking him down at will and just pounding him out for the... Basically. And he hit him with some heavy shots, too, standing, you know? Yeah, you know, and then, he t- and then he got tired. He went to pass the guard. McGregor escaped, and he knocked him out. So, you know, there you go. Um... Even this thing with Floyd, you know, how many people are mentioning the fact that Floyd's been retired for fucking two years? You know what I mean? It's like, all right, yeah, I'm going to talk shit. I'm going to try to, like, call out a guy who's been retired for for two years and is 40 years old, and he's over a decade older than McGregor, okay? So it's a little, like... Floyd Mayweather, when he was 30, I think there wouldn't even have been a, a question as to whether or not he was going to win or not, you know? Secondly, McGregor is always beating up little guys. Like, what the fuck is up with that? McGregor really should be probably in the welterweight weight. It should be a welterweight, really, you know? I mean, he probably... Or, or okay, let's say lightweight, 155. He's, that's probably his correct weight class. 145 was like a really brutal weight class for him to get down to without totally you know and now i don't think he'd be able to do it without the ivs right you know if there was like a 160 i'm sure that probably would be yeah yeah probably like 160 but it's like there's always it's like no one no one really picks up on that that he's like a bigger guy that's trying to use his physical attributes as a larger person to succeed against smaller smaller opponents you know what I mean? It's like those are the things that always struck me odd about about his career was that he wanted to be successful in a weight class that was like, you know, I mean, I think he started out as a lightweight when he was in uh, Cage Warriors. I don't think he really I'm not sure if he fought much at 145. You know. And now he's like the question that people have as to whether or not Floyd will win is ha- all has to do with his age and inactivity over two years. That's like the one doubt that is in everyone's mind, I think. You know, so once again, it's kind of like this like shifty situation where if he, you know, 
he's not fighting like a, like a Triple G or something like that, a guy who's like active and in the pr- in his prime. He's fighting a guy who, yeah, has uh, his Floyd's body of work is like impeccable. You know, he's like undefeated. And I know like boxing is like they avoid, you know, the, there's a well-architected situation in boxing where people, you know, their management is avoiding certain guys. I mean, Floyd, Floyd, you know, avoided Manny for years. And then they finally fought He finally fought Manny when Manny was like shot for the most part too, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's just like, it's not as simple as most people want to make it. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, well, if I beat Floyd Mayweather, that makes me the, the greatest, but doesn't really. There's always, even, if, even say, you know, out of some a fucking land, landing a lucky shot or whatever, and he does win somehow, there's always like this little shadow over it. You know what I mean? That, But most people are going to ignore that. And I just find the whole concept behind this thing just to be fucking like kind of flawed and like sketchy and weird, you know? Because he's not like, yeah, because he chases this constant like need to... Like, I don't know. I mean, it's like a, it's almost like a David complex or something in a way, except that he's actually kind of the Goliath because he's never, it's not like we're talking about BJ Penn fighting Leo Machida. You know, we're not going to get McGregor going up to middleweight or something. And, and I yeah. doubt that he would even take a fight with Woodley, though I think that he's talked shit about Woodley. You know, I, I just don't see that. So it's like, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's crazy how he's like, okay. I did this. Now I got to do this. You know, he's like, all right, beat Aldo. Um, Flash KO would have liked to have seen a rematch, you know, make it even like if you want to make it more emphatic, then then do it, you know, because um, it doesn't prove a lot just because the first punch thrown took him out. I mean, that, what, that doesn't tell me anything. Right, Aldo, um, Aldo landed too. Right. They both landed. Yeah, yeah totally. It's like that fight yeah. that, um, what was it, uh, Dan Hardy when he fought um, Condit. Condit. They yeah. both landed, and Condit got the KO. He KO totally. with Dan or, Hardy. Uh, Mitrione Fedor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, then he does. Then he goes up to lightweight, or he fights at welterweight to challenge Nick, and then a uh, Nate, excuse me, and then goes and fights uh, Alvarez, a very uh, stylistically awesome matchup for McGregor. But like, if he really wanted to challenge himself then he probably would have been like, all right, you know, I beat uh, Nate Diaz. Nick Diaz, I'm coming for you, you know, because Nick has fought at 185. Call yeah. someone even bigger, you know? Yeah. But instead, like, he uses the loss to Nate as like, oh, you know, uh, I, you know, I don't think it was even him. I think it was like, uh, I mean, like, like Rogan or, or, or someone like saying like, oh, you know, Nate was huge. Nate was like, 190 on that day you know oh nate's like 6-3 you know he's like a 400 foot uh reach advantage you know this is like this yeah. crazy hyperbole you know it's like well that's why he lost because you know he's really challenging himself here but it's like well you know nate fought it freaking lightweight too but then went mostly, up to welterweight and tried to do a run there well mostly nate fought at lightweight like his fight right before uh against michael johnson literally that was the fight right before mcgregor and that was at lightweight. You know, most of his career has been at lightweight. You know, Nick Nick is 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 the welterweight, the one seventy pounder. And uh, 
you know, for, and it's just funny. Two guys that are in the lightweight division fighting at 170 doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I mean, I guess, like, he was conceding that it was a short notice thing, maybe, and he's like, you know, well, uh, you know, the, so it's easier to make weight or some shit like that. I mean, I don't know. And, like, McGregor, like, got all jacked or whatever, and I don't know. This is the whole thing's sketchy, you know? I hate the way, like, dude, I just can't get behind his silliness, like, the way he walks around and it's constantly like he's like always puffing out his chest but like you know it's like he's not like you don't really have any pecs dude like i don't know what you're like puffing no. your chest out for no. like i mean i get it you're a fighter like fighters don't usually have pecs unless it's like a like a big ass dude like tyrone woodley or something but he's always just constantly has this like super fucking jocular attitude to him you know and it's like god damn dude like he always has to like you know, like it seems like he always wants to be looked at and watched and paid attention to and like valified and like, well, ver- that's not a word. I don't know what I was looking for there. <laughs> Valid- but, idiot, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like they, but he wants to be like the guy all the time. Yeah. It's fucking, it's pretty, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like embarrassing really, you know, it's funny. Like I'm surprised just here in New York, like, you know, I get, I get around, you know, this town, I see people sometimes and I overhear conversations and like there are people out there that are convinced that he's going to win on Saturday night and I'm just like you know I never say nothing to anybody man it's just like you know it's an opinion I guess but it's just funny that I would say a lot of his actual fans are people who don't even watch the sport really you know I think that that's like a large majority of people that back McGregor aren't even probably when he retires or doesn't come back or whatever one day, they're not going to continue watching MMA. They're just going to go back to doing whatever they do prior to this, you know, which is like kind of weird. I think, you know, it's like, it's like they're, they're infatuated with the, the trappings of success, you know, in a lot of ways. And that's like, it's weird, you know, to me. Um, Cause you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of my f- people that we know, I don't feel are are real fans of his. You know what I mean? Who, who have been fans of the sport for many years, and you know, or train or something like that. I only, I know like a handful of people that are even that like him, and they like him because he's kind of like just the the whole um, spectacle of of his career, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's an interesting time in in combat sports because I think. I mean, this, granted, I mean, with, like, the ticket prices being what they are, it's, like, you know, thousands of dollars for, to get a ticket in there. You know, of course, the fucking, the amount of money they made eclipses anything else, you know? I mean, back in the 70s or whatever, it's, like, you know, you could go to a boxing match. You didn't have to spend, like, 25 grand to get, like, a, a seat, you know what I mean? But, uh... Yeah, it's just funny how this is like the greatest, the, the biggest event ever in in combat sports, and it's there's no title on the line. You know, it's like when you yeah. think about Muhammad Ali and, and George Foreman fighting, there was that was for the heavyweight championship. You know, and it's just like this will be bigger than any boxing match that's happened, any championship or any yeah, like any sports fighting match ever. Yeah, yeah it's just so funny to me. Well, it's because like you know, also Mc, McGregor's like. Uh... You know, sure, okay, he has accomplishments, obviously, but he's like the Kardashian family of MMA. You know, people 
want to see him act out and uh, uh you know like he comes to a, like a fucking press conference in like a mink coat without a shirt on and fucking sunglasses he's gonna come out in like a versace uh whatever the, oh, the boxing robe. hood yeah. is that you wear yeah, out the robe i saw that robe. it's like a yeah, donatello Versa- versace custom yeah yeah that's funny you know. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to predict that Floyd takes him out. TKO. In, in, it's going to be a stoppage. I don't think he's going to clean knock him out. I think it's going to be a stoppage in the sixth round. By, by the sixth round, I feel like McGregor is going to be tired, and, tired enough where they can, they can stop the fight from unanswered punches or, or something like that. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be a clean knockout, though. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Definitely accumulation. I, I see that, you know, and a combination of things, you know. I there's There are certain intricacies about it that I'm really excited to see because I'm curious, you know. I like, sure, I don't think that McGregor's footwork is going to work at all. I'm curious to see what it's going to look like versus obviously a traditional – though the apex of a boxer, you know, who has great footwork, great movement, again, yeah. uh, best defense. I'm just curious, like, uh, to see what it looks like. I'm not curious to see how it works because I'm not expecting it to necessarily work. I mean, like, going back again to his open workout, uh, he has that, and you see in his fights where he stands up, like, like very straight, and his, like, chin is up. Like my chin doesn't even sit up like that when I like live. It's all it's I'm like yeah. it's always down a little bit, you know. Um, and he's like his chin's up and his hands kind of down, you know. And then it's like, man, you know, one hand's up and it's the one that's he's standing sideways, like you were saying. If he really, it's not if he really does that because he has to do that. Because if you go in there and you say, okay, McGregor be a boxer and I think that even his uh boxing coach not the one he has in the corner but the one he's worked with in the past I read an interview and he was like yeah I think it would be unwise for John to send him in there and say be a boxer because that's not going to work no, not in this he, amount of time no, you know so you gotta say go in there and be you and so he's going to go in there and like what's that going to look like you know I don't know and I'm curious to see what that's like yeah I mean that's I think that's like the you know, some people are trying to spin this as like MMA versus boxing, but it, it really isn't MMA versus boxing because it's like it's like Conor McGregor being himself against Floyd Mayweather, you know, and whatever that means, you know, because it's like after listening to that interview with John Kavanaugh, I was like, okay, you guys are way, you guys got your heads like really far up your ass if you think this shit's going to fly, you know what I mean? And it's like... Yeah, I mean, I understand, okay, well, you've been successful boxing guys who stand right in front of you and don't move their heads, you know? It's like, I mean, that's kind of, as much as I love MMA, like, as far as, you know, straight up, like, boxing, there's only maybe one or two guys who I think are really solid boxers in MMA. You know, Cody Garbrandt, I think, is one of them. You know, uh, Jimmy Manoa, I think, was, was one that was, was a really good straight up, like, boxer. You know, maybe Francis Ngannou, you know. They have actual technique, you know. 
Yeah, Miocic. Yeah, Miocic. Oh, how could I forget? Stipe. Yeah, Stipe is, a, you know, Junior Dos Santos, sort of, I guess. Like, they move their head, you know. But a lot, a lot of, like, the guys. There's a thing. Sorry, there's a thing. No head movement. McGregor does not head have head movement, head movement at He's all. like. Yeah. His head is stationary, and that's what no one has fucking said. It's like, if you watch any of his fights, he never slips punches and he never ducks. It's, it's his footwork. He dashes in and out. Yeah, more his footwork from it. brings him. He uses his feet to bring him in and out, or he just takes a shot because you know he has been. He's been hit uh, quite a bit. You know. Yeah, he's got a great chin. Actually, he's got a great chin. Yeah, but um, one of the things too is like the punching technique. If all if if all you do for your entire life is work with your hands, throwing hands, you probably are better at throwing these punch combinations than a guy who's like spent all his time kickboxing or Muay Thai or doing jiu-jitsu and wrestling or wrestle boxing or where boxing is not your main focus you know so I'm not convinced that McGregor has actually been hit by a legitimate boxer before you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say like, oh yeah, yeah. Like in his in his training camp, he he just trained with the same dudes. He sparred with like Artem Lobov and all these other fucking guys. Like these MMA dudes, you know. And like that guy's sad. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, that guy's like a punch. He's a human punching bag. Really, that's all. But maybe. he's just like constantly. He's like, oh, I'll be Paulie Malignaggi. What you guys? You'll watch that. <laughs> what like, Lobov said that he's gonna be Paulie Malignaggi. Yeah, yeah. In a boxing match, he's like, I'll. Box his ears off, and it's like, we're never going to see it. No one cares. No one wants to watch you. You're not Connor. Like, you're not doing it too, dude. You're not, you're not, but like, you're not going to be, you know, people are cheering on the streets like, you know, low Bob, low no. Bob. Who else is in the gym besides those two guys at this point? That's it. They used to have that other guy, Katal Pendred or whatever the fuck. Pendred. Yeah, but the, 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 uh, Nelson. Oh, right, right, out. right. Yeah, all right. He, he's like, I, all right, Gunner, even though I don't, I, I'm not a fan of his, he's, he's solid, like, you know, grappling guy, you know, but not, once again, not, not, a, not a top five guy, in my opinion. You know, he's been beaten. I mean, Damian Maya took him to class with Jiu Jitsu. Oh, boy. And he wanted a rematch. Gunner's like, oh, you know, I'm going to, he, he, he was saying he's going to beat Ponzinibbio before Ponzinibbio knocks him out clean. And he was like, after this fight, I'll, you know, I want to rematch with Maya. It's like, uh, Maya dominated the shit out of you. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I think, I mean, you know, Gunnar Nelson is definitely, I, I consider him to be like a top 10 guy in that weight class. Fringe I mean? top 10, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not not like in that that contender ranking. You know, he's not up there to fight for a title, in my opinion, at all. No, he's interesting, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I give him props. He's earned his, He's earned his position, too, man. Like, he's fought a lot of guys. You know, um, you know, a guy like Wonder Boy would crush him probably. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I was thinking that'd be awesome. Yeah, they, have, they both have like that karate style a little bit, you know. And um, yeah, but other than that, there's really no one else in the gym, you know, as far as as far as like legit guys to train with and spar with, you know. I don't know. I don't know where where like like the like the idea that they're doing all they can possibly do to win this fight is like. So what else is it? strength and conditioning? You know, like like what else is there really? If you're not going to spar a real boxer for your training camp, and you're sparring these dudes who have like basic boxing techniques, 
maybe this Derek Roddy guy who used to box or something. I don't know. I mean, so what, what else is there? You got strength and conditioning. That's really and so even okay. his old coach, his boxing coach. I read an article. I think it was on uh, MMA fighting, maybe, or on Mania. But even he didn't say Connor's going to win. Really? You know, he he said he was very, um, very neutral, very very like uh, I don't know, informatively neutral. He he was saying, you know, these are the things that McGregor has strengths in. Um, then when they were like, Oh, what about his like KO powered? He's like, uh, I don't know. He's got pop, but I'm a light heavyweight. So <laughs> it was yeah. like, that's funny. So I don't know. He was saying like, you know, again, you know, he can't go in there and box Mayweather. That is not going to be a path to victory. And he was also saying, you know, Hey, John's got a game plan. And he said, whether that's a winning game plan or not, McGregor needs to follow that to a T until the end, regardless of the outcome, because he's like, I think that once you throw away a game plan, generally it's worse for you. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll back that for sure. Wow. Damn. Yeah, no, it's interesting for sure. You know, I'm not going to lie that it is interesting, but I'm just not, I don't think there's two things. I'm not going to spend the money to go and watch this thing. Um, it's not at Rafe's? No, no, it's not happening over there. They got some other shit going on that night. Actually, those guys, yeah, I think they're, I was going to say, I think they might have been, might still be away, but no. But um, no, nah, it's not going on at Rafe's. So the only other option is for me to go out somewhere and watch it, and that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> definitely, definitely not going to happen. Watching this in some bar somewhere with a bunch of douchebags. That's a powder keg, man. You know, so I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, I'll just fucking find out. I mean, actually, uh, me and Mike Scandato are going to Jersey Saturday night to go see a band play. It's uh, oh, band, nice. Yeah, it's a band called Silver Tomb. It's like the new, um, y- you know, the new guys, the new band with members of Typo Negative are in it. And um, so, yeah, we're driving out there to go check that out. And, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll t- by the time the show's over, I'm sure the fight will be over with. So I'll be able to find out who won. <laughs> Dude, you're going to be able to stream it for free once you get home. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. You know? I'll wait. I'll watch the whole thing when I get home, you know. <laughs> Funny. Funny shit, man. But, yeah, dude. Of course, so- if somehow there's, like, some crazy, you know, McGregor win, somehow uh, your phone's going to blow up. So if you get, like, 2,000 texts, they won't be from me, but you're going to get 2,000 texts. Then you'll know. You'll be like, bam, 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 bam. What the fuck? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I know Morgan, what happened. Morgan will probably hit me up right away. <laughs> it's either McGregor one or uh, Trump resigned. <sighs> fuck, dude. Maybe someone, maybe John Kavanaugh will throw a banana peel in the ring. You know, maybe that's how McGregor wins. Like, he, he there's like a banana peel that gets thrown in the ring and like Floyd slips. I, I didn't verify it. And hits his head. So but he I saw... Someone someone posted it and I didn't open it, but I saw like a covered fucking body with like a bloody head on a bench in the in the article read in the thumbnail something about like boxing uh, uh like Mayweather McGregor boxing organizer like uh found dead. 
and it was like he had said that it was uh, um, it was like rigged. It was fixed, and then now he's dead. Wow. So I, hey, I haven't read it yet. I got to read that. it. But. Imagine if this whole thing, like fucking Floyd takes a dive. Imagine that shit. He's like, can you fucking imagine if Floyd Mayweather takes a dive? So he makes $200 million, and then he has a rematch to make $200 million more. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Can you imagine that shit? That's why I like this whole thing just doesn't smell right to me, man. That's what I'm saying. Dude, that'd be crazy. That would be more of a death knell for boxing than if Mayweather lost. Mayweather legitimately. Yeah. But what the fuck does he care, man? He's retired and he's a fucking billionaire, you know? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> he doesn't care about shit, probably Mayweather. You know? Money. Yeah, that's it. But that's what I'm saying. Like shit, that's his name. <laughs> money. Yeah. Or it used to be Pretty Boy Floyd, but now now, you know, then Money Mayweather. Yeah. You know, but it's like it's really interesting, man. And like, you know, boxing's all right, man. I was never, I've never been a big boxing fan. Like, I think it's cool. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy watching it. But it's like, you never know who the real champ is because there's so many fucking promotions. You know, God, yeah. there's so many belts. It's crazy. Yeah, there's ne- there's always well, this guy's a champ, and then this guy over here's a champ, and they're you know maybe they should fight. Oh no 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 no, they can't. You know, there's always like some bullshit reason why these guys don't fight. You know, or like. I mean, even going back to Manny versus Floyd, it's like they, you know, that was something people have been talking about for like eight years, you know? Yeah. And then like poor Manny Pacquiao's fucking shoulders are all fucked up. And like the guy's like running a, running a country and then like he's he's like fucking old and shit, man. And fucking at the, in the end of his days. And then, oh, okay, cool. Let's do it now, you know? Yeah, that was pretty shady for yeah. sure. But I think that Mayweather had some legitimate... You know, he fought some freaking legendary guys yeah. and had some legitimate opposition, and geez, man. I mean, like, I couldn't even imagine McGregor fighting 49 people ranked in the top 10 in the last five years of his career and winning, you know, 47 of those. The, th- the thing that I, in this interview I listened to earlier today, Kavanaugh was talking about how, you know, the game plan or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, we're going to do what we're going to do what didn't work. We're going to do the uh, basically saying like our game plan is the right one that 49 other people weren't able to figure out. And I'm like. What fucking hubris, man? You know what I'm trying to say? It's like <laughs> you mean yeah. to fucking tell me you. With no champions besides fucking McGregor, with no one of note, you have the only game plans that you've theoretically put together are the ones that put McGregor in a championship position. And I'm going to say that he got there on his own fucking steam. I, I, I'm going to say that I don't even think these fucking guys had very much to do with McGregor's success. You know, it's like you get a guy like Mike, you know, like Mike Winklejohn and fucking Greg Jackson. You get guys like that who have like, a, you know, um, fucking track record of champions. Track record, yeah. You know, like how the fuck are they? They're not claiming to be able to have this, this like this wisdom to do something like that. You know what I'm trying to say? Or, or Faraz Sahabi or someone like that. You know, it's like yeah, these I are like other great lines. yeah. You know, these are guys like who have been in the sport for years and have had like documented success cases. And you're going to tell me that you fucking guys up there in, in Ireland have the, the answer for Floyd Mayweather's 49-0 and 0 reign. And I don't, look, I don't like Floyd Mayweather. I think he's a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? But it, you, 
this whole that's another reason why I don't want to watch this fucking thing. Cause I hate both of these fucking guys, to be honest with you. You know? I just want Floyd to win because it makes sense to me, you know? And it isn't again MMA versus boxing bullshit that some people are trying to spin it either, you know? It's all fucking greed, and I guess that's kinda like what I'm I'm kind of against that. It kind of fucks with my whole idea of competition and like Right. You know, like martial arts and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's really, I guess, that's the fucking takeaway from this whole thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm thinking probably uh, round eight or ten, TKO, Mayweather wins. I'm going to go, yeah, some, you know, later rounds, definitely, you know. Floyd only has to win seven rounds, man. That's it. He can lose six rounds. That's true. And I don't see him... I don't know. I The adjustments that need to be made, I don't think that McGregor is going to be able to make those adjustments because it's boxing, you know? It's the, like, the adjustments that have to be made are going to be foreign to him. Like, they really are. You know, they're going to be fundamentally foreign to him as far as movement goes you know if if the if his foot going on the outside right in the way that he moves is constantly getting him hit with like a counter right hook you know i don't know if mayweather southpaw but anyways like you know like you know i don't know if he has the ability to change his like something like that, you know, I'm not saying that's exactly what it is. Like, you know, maybe he could change his footwork, but like something like that. Like, and I see that then another hole opens up and then he has to work on that. And, you know, I, I think that he is, he is smart. You know, he changes yeah. in MMA. He, he's, you know, he's, he's good in that way. But again, this is boxing. Yeah. It's totally. not MMA. There's, no. there's different variables that he's going to have to deal with. And I don't think that he's enough accustomed to those variables and I think they're going to stack up, and that's why eventually there will be a TKO. Yeah, no, that's essentially what I'm, I'm agreeing with that as well. You know, and who the fuck is, like, you're going to test these concepts out on? That's what I'm saying. I keep going back to that. It's like, who is he, who is he been testing this fucking brilliant game plan against? Artem, Artem, for how long? Artem Lobov. Like, who the fuck has he been? Like, he hasn't yet to get a real boxer in there who's in shape. To see what his what his game plan is going to look like against a guy who's actually knows what the fuck he's doing. I'm not saying Malinaji doesn't, but he when you're tired, man, you don't fucking move the same way. You don't have the same reactions. You don't you don't take a punch the right the same way if you're tired, man. You know, and it's just like there's just so fucked up. I think that they're using that as like, a, oh yeah, well clearly our plan works. You know, it's crazy. You know, I just yeah, fucking, that is crazy. Yeah, like like the other forty nine dudes all went in there and like kept on putting down like the same same cards you know it's like you know mayweather has this winning hand and they keep on putting down the same cards but we have the different cards man <laughs> like we have the winning hand those other guys all did exactly the same thing well no they didn't yeah i mean i guess this comes down to the difference between self-belief and just complete delusion you know what i mean and that's really what we're talking about here i think you know hey man complete delusion probably can be a pretty powerful thing <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man i guess maybe you know but uh i just think that like you know the chickens are gonna come home to roost on fucking whatever the fuck the term is on saturday night man and uh 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be glad this thing's over with, to be honest, you know, one way or the For other. For sure, but then what do we get? Who do we have to go back to <laughs> with this Jones information? And, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, it's, uh, I'm curious to see what the landscape's going to be in MMA. It's been, it's been, we've had, you know, that great card, great couple cards recently. So, yeah. Hey, hey, I mean, that, that Demetrius Johnson, uh, Nunes fights coming up. I mean, they're not fighting each other, but you know the, yeah, the card. Yeah, card together. Yeah, that's a good card, actually. Hundred percent, man. I'm looking forward to that. I I kind of enjoyed McGregor not being in the mix these last you know several months. You know what I mean? Just back to watching like you know stuff with you know, real like fights that are just like cool fights. You know. Actually, you know what I've been wa- really enjoying is the Contender series that happens on Fight Pass. Oh, I've been missing that, but I heard it's great. Yeah, it's really fun, man, because it's like. You don't know who any of the dudes are, you know. It's just these. It's like going to a smoker or something like that, and you just see these guys you know never seen before show up, and you're like, "Oh wow, this guy's got some skills." And in some cases, you see dudes that are like, "Wow, this 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 guy could really." We'll see how they do against like the higher level competition, but it's like you can see things in certain people, or maybe if they had the right camps, if they were training with the right people, they could really right they're young young all mostly young guys you know and just have like a great skill base you know and it's fun you know i like watching it live too it's kind of cool on tuesday night to have a live tuesday yeah i gotta start watching that with uh oh so yeah i gotta start watching that with my brother-in-law james shout out to him also uh i started watching this guy lomachenko oh yeah yeah. i don't know shit about boxing yeah lomachenko highlighted him yeah wow Mm mm-hmm yeah, he's like a big name guy now. Like they people are talking about Lomachenko. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'll watch his next fight for sure, man. I mean, I I just watched a bunch of highlights, like uh, you know, with breakfast, the perfect time to watch highlights, and uh, it was awesome. I was like, wow, man, this guy's footwork, his hand speed, his body work. Oh my god. Yeah, it should, the next couple of cards I think are gonna be good. GSP versus Bisping. Hey, man, I I know. Like, you're excited about that. Not really. I got to no, be honest. I'm excited. I mean, I feel like I, I'm the I, only person who's excited. I, no, I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. But I'm not excited about it. Like I have like mixed feelings about it. Like I'm excited that I'm excited that those guys are fighting. But like I also want I would much rather see George fight at 170, to be honest with you. Cuz he was yeah, he left, him fight Tyrone. Yeah, he left it to, he left as the champion, right? You know, I mean, even though it was like uh, controversial, he left as a champ. Why not have him come back and as a out of retirement and fight the champion? That's the only thing. It's like that doesn't make any sense to me. And I remember reading interviews with George saying that 185, he doesn't have the frame for 185. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember him saying that. You know, so now it's like, oh, you know, it's weird. It's another odd thing that he's, he's fighting at 185, I think. I, but again, I get it. You know, like it's a winnable fight for him. Oh yeah, it's, totally. It's, it's and it's interesting in that way. And uh, hell, man, why not add to the legacy? Get a one eighty five pound belt. That's crazy. But then you know, now, it's like uh, you know, layer. hey, Randy Couture came back, one heavyweight. Yeah, there's another layer to that though too. It's like, you know, look, I I actually I'm I don't hate Michael Bisping like a lot of people do. Okay, I enjoy yeah, ditto. I enjoy him. You know, he's he's definitely off color, you know, sometimes. I I kind of celebrate the fact that he's has always been at the door of having a title shot. You know what I mean? He's like 
at the crucial moment, he'll, he'll, he'll drop a loss. You know what I mean? And then he'll be out of the picture. And he's got to fight his way back up, lose. So he got handed this title fight off of an, off of a, as a replacement against Rockhold. And I thought there was something very poetic that Bisping won. And at the end of this like long career, that he can say that he was the champion of this division, and avenged the loss and knocked out Rockhold. Exactly, <laughs> and he avenged the loss to a guy that that submitted him. You know, and talks so much shit. Yeah, Rockhold's a little bit of an unlikable guy too. I think. Yeah, talk about salty, Jesus. Yeah. He's definitely like a little unlikable. You know, but uh, but that, I, I think it's cool. But also, it's just like, you know, it, the reality is like. I kind of wish Bisping had retired after he got the belt. You know what I mean? And just because, like, after that, he, he hasn't really defended. He fought Dan Henderson. He got revenge on that fight. You know, Henderson, who was like, it sunk down to like he wasn't in the top ten. I think when he, he yeah, you know, he was like thirteen or something like that. And then he gets right. a title shot because there's a storyline and all this other stuff. So yeah, Bisping just kind of is in that system of of this weird non-competitive look that the new UFC has, which I don't really, I'm not into that. You know, I like legit competition. You follow me? And yeah, like, of course. yeah. And it's like, I like fun fights, except when it comes down to the belt. You know what I mean? I think if, if you're going to defend, you should defend against the best guys. Now, with all that said, yes, I'm excited. The fight should be fun, but I, I kind of, there's like a little asterisk next to it as to the reasons why I kind of don't want to see it. I still would rather see him fight Woodley, you know? Well, since Whitaker's injured, you know, at first it was really going to bother me. I'm like, uh, you know, Whitaker is going to like be either of these guys handily. Oh, but yeah. uh, now, I mean, Whitaker's injured, so he's out until next year. And I'm like, well, all right, do it. You know, I mean, Whitaker just beat Romero and Rockhold doesn't deserve a shot yet. You know, uh, he's been out way too long. Yeah, well, he's, he, Rockhold has a fight. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he has a fight against Branch, and he hasn't yeah. won since the, you know, he he hasn't fought since the Bisping loss. Yeah. Well, uh, yes, that's correct. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That was a while so, ago. So, you know, he's just kind of out of the picture just because he hasn't been busy. Not because he doesn't deserve the fight. He's definitely in the top three. Uh, and then, of course, Weidman just got off a three-fight losing streak, so... It's kind of the perfect time to do this since Whitaker's hurt. Uh, yeah, I see your point for sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, but there's just, I guess all the time, I don't know. It, amidst all this other stuff, there's something that just doesn't feel right to me about it. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. I mean, I love, right. I'm a fan of both of those guys. I love GSP, you know. I love, you know, Michael Bisping is like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm, yeah, I would say I'm a, a casual fan of his, you know. There are things that about him that you, you, you know. I think he's a great fighter. He's got awesome, awesome skills, you know, and I don't know. But, like, it's just um, as a fighter, I like Bisping. But, you know, I don't know, the whole thing just seems seems off to me again. But I guess in the overall climate that the UFC is in right now, I have a problem with it. So, I don't know. And that's not until de- December. The, I think. The, I believe it's in November. Oh, okay. I have, to check. I have to check on that. But So what do you think? The victory with that uh, Weidman has over Gaslam, do you think that gives him a that gives him a legitimate, uh, you know, um, claim to another title no. shot? No, he's got to beat a couple <laughs> other guys. Yeah, because yeah, I know no. like he was getting excited about it was all ahead of himself. Was like I need to Jesus. Yeah, I was like I'm like bro, you need to like 
you know, beat some legit 185ers, man, before you make Well, it's like, claims. dude, this does not dig you out of the hole. Like, you know, it just – you're still in, in the, the grave. You're, like, standing in it, and you're looking out, and, and you know, this whole time you've been like, stop, stop, as people like – you know, it's like one loss, a shovel of sand in your face. Stop, another, another, another shovel of dirt in your face. Stop, oh, it's happening again. And, like, the, the dirt's up to your freaking waist – and then, you know, you, you beat Gastelum and you're not magically out of the grave. Yeah. They just like, stop burying with the shovel. Basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he, he, the guy just stopped shoveling yeah. dirt into your face. That's all, you know? They stop burying you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm with that. Yeah. But I'm glad Chris won. You know, I think it's it'd be a shame to see him go out like that. You know what I mean? As like Totally. Getting yeah, caught. I was like, you know, shit, man. He overcame adversity. He got dropped like crazy. And he had a lot of humility, too. Yeah. So, like, even though I think that, you know, he's getting a little ahead of himself, uh, and he still is getting ahead of himself. He said he might go up to 205. But it's kind of barren up there. And with what just happened with John, I just don't think Wyman could beat DC, that's for sure. Uh, there's a, that's a, I mean, I know he's a big kid, but, like, there's the guys that are at the two. They like like DC probably walks around like 230 pounds, man. You know what I'm saying? Before he starts cutting, and I'm just like, how the fuck is he? I don't know. Maybe he's bigger than I think. I don't know. I mean, Have him fight someone who's like a complete, you know, gicked like OSP. See you what know, happens there. You know, you know they, shit, man. If you don't want to wait around, do some Anderson Silva type sh- type shit when he was the boss, and go fight. You know, some top fifteen guys. That's not a bad randomly. Idea. That's not a bad idea. You know, there's like they added some new weight classes as to whether or not the UFC is going to adopt any of this. But I oh think, yeah, I saw that cruiserweight. Yeah, that would I I'm a fan of that 195 weight class. I think that if they added a cruiserweight class to their division, that because that. that 205, 185, you know, that's like, there's a lot of dudes who are like in that range that 185 is just like a little too far to cut health in a healthy way. And the 205 is like a little too big for them naturally. And I think like Weidman would be like a perfect one, uh, cruiserweight, 195, you know, combatant. Totally. So I, I hope they adopt something like that. And also, I kind of feel like in the heavyweight division, they should add. Like heavyweight and like super heavyweight or something, you know what I mean? Because like, think about it. Between two hundred, I don't yearn for that, my friend. No, but I don't like heavyweight fights in general. But if you're, yeah. if you're like two hundred six to two hundred and sixty five pounds, that's the weight class. It's crazy. Like if they made the heavyweight division like I don't know two twenty five or two thirty, maybe at two thirty. You'd have like the Cain Velasquez's and like the you'd have like the more the more competitive fights I think would be in that weight class, and then the Derek Lewis's of the world and the you know those guys would be at the super heavyweight. I don't yeah. know, just stuff like that. It's like it's like bigger bigger guys that currently fight at two hundred five. I think if they if they move the heavyweight division or or call it junior heavyweight or whatever the hell you want to call it, and then have heavyweight, yeah, right. and then have super heavyweight three hundred pounds or some shit if you want to get crazy. Right. Super light heavyweight, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I don't know. It's like I kind of I kind of like adding on the heavier side, you know, some more weight classes. 
I think they just put cool. super in between things. It makes it sound cooler. Well, it's like they, that's like, like in, you know, regular boxing and like kickboxing and stuff like that. They have like, you know, they got like uh, cruiser weight. They got, you know, super you know, junior cruiser weight. They got all these different weight classes, right. you know, and it's like. They just call it super middleweight and then, you know, it just sounds cool. It does sound <laughs> cool, right? Yeah. Being junior. Super middleweight champion, you junior, know. Junior doesn't sound as cool. Nah, right? Yeah, that sounds like, huh, you know. I'm like the junior cruiserweight champ. Sounds weird. Totally. You know I mean? You're like, ah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I think, I think we pretty much nailed it, man. As far as like, if anyone's, <laughs> if anyone's left, like listening to this, I have one thing I have to say that's got nothing to do with MMA right now. And, uh, this whole controversy of tombs touring Europe with today is a day. Um, we were <laughs> controversy, <laughs> dude, suddenly a, about a month ago, I started seeing all this fucking promo for a Today's a Day Tombs tour in Europe. And our friend Ralph hit me up. He's like, a friend of mine got, uh, you know, sent a, uh, you know, like, p- proposal or whatever for us p- playing some venue in Europe somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, we were asked asked about that. But we were, ne- I, that was it. We were asked, are you guys interested in this? And I was like, possibly. You know, I mean, send over like an offer. Well, I didn't say that. Our booking agent said that. I don't say nothing. I don't really talk to too many people on the business level anymore. But it's like, offer never came. No, no, like money arrangement. No logistics of how we're gonna. You know, okay, you guys will fly here, and like, this is the gear setup. You guys could share backline. You know, nothing, nothing like that. And they just fucking confirmed the shit, right? So now. The people who are booking the tour are sending out emails to the promoters. Oh, yeah, we're replacing, you know, Tombs is not on this bill. We're replacing with another band. And people are contacting me directly, being like, I'm upset that you dropped off the tour. We we never dropped off the tour because we were never officially on the tour. We were never offered this uh, formally. And I would never turn, I mean... I'm always going to show up. If someone fucking books tombs, I'm going to be there all the time. If I agree to do something, I will fucking be there, ready to fucking do my job, okay? So anyone's beef out there, has their beef is with MAD, the booking agent who put this together, not me, okay? So please, you know, Europe, I fuck with you. I can't wait to go back. You guys are cool. I'm looking forward to getting back there on a real tour that actually gets offered to us. So there you go, man. Don't, you know, it's not me, man. I am looking forward to getting over there and doing my thing. But like, you know, you guys got to, maybe you guys should email MAD, (laughs) you know, and contact them and be like, why do you guys fucking do this shit? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, man. It's a fucking drag, you know, because like. I don't. I don't want to perceive that some guy backs out of shit. You know, that's not what I'm like, man. It's not. That's not the way I do things. You know. Yeah. Anybody who knows you know that's that's not true. Well, that's the thing. People don't really know me. Some in cases where you know, like people might just know the band and they might be like, "Well, right, totally, this, this guy's totally. a scumbag. He doesn't show up, whatever." You know. But it's like, um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I want to just get that word out there, and um, it's unlikely that there's any Europeans listening to this right now. But it's like, <laughs> but um. You know, I just want to, I'm going to start talking about this more because it's fucking annoys me. You know what I mean? So that's it. That's the beginning of like me talking about this shit. So that's it. <laughs> that and um, yeah, if you guys do like MMA, 
I have a new column on Decibel. Uh, it's called the uh, called Notes from the Combat Underground. And yeah, um, dude. Yeah, it's like it's going to start off as a monthly column. And, Fuck um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might it might go to weekly if if ever you know people are interested in it. And um, I would like it to go weekly because then I can break down fights that as they happen instead of having the month you know four week lag between between uh, columns. So um, so yeah, if you, if anyone out there wants to check out some of my work, um, it's on the it's on the Decibel website. Notes from the Combat Underground, and um, the first uh, the debut was on Monday. So you know, I got a bunch more shit. Uh, rocking in that realm and um you know so there you go man if you know it would actually be cool if you guys checked it out because that means we would be able to go to weekly if more if enough people check it out so there you go fuck yeah man i'm gonna check that out for sure that's awesome it's actually about this fight that's why it went up it went up this week and it's not it's not so opinionated it's more of like uh more a little more analytical because i'm you know i'm trying to write for an, an audience as opposed to me just riffing about how i hate conor mcgregor you know? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like fuck Conor McGregor. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> fuck Conor McGregor. Fuck John Kavanaugh. John and, Kavanaugh and that other guy Roddy. Whatever his name boxing is. coach Derek Roddy. Yeah. Roddy McDowell. Whoever the fucking co- coaches him in boxing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, chiseling out some time to do this. And as usual, okay, I hope my I hope that this episode isn't ruined by me being in the car. Nah, dude. That would suck. It's actually. You know, it sounds good. We've got a good level here, you know. So, uh, so yeah, dude, I'll see you. I'll talk to you soon. For sure. All right, man. Have a good day. Later. Later. Later.